So here's one more fish story gone wrong. You know, one of our kids came home one day with a goldfish. You know, back in the day, that was the grand prize at all carnivals. And for all of those that tried to raise those goldfish in your household bowls with some stale breadcrumbs, know that those goldfish don't usually make it through the week. And we knew that. We had had our own past experiences waking up to floating fish. And so we all decided that we were going to keep Fred, our fish, for the first few days, and then we'd set him free. And we felt really good about it. In fact, we counted down the days till we would do this ultimate kindness for Fred. And so the day finally came. We packed into our car and escorted Fred to the local pond. And as we stood at the edge of the water, we each said our final goodbyes, wished Fred the best of luck with his new lease on life, and dropped him into the water. Now you can't imagine the excitement that we felt as we waited for Fred to speed off towards the far end of the pond. Well, it didn't quite happen like that. In fact, it didn't happen at all. And as the reality started to settle in for me, one of my kids asked the question I was afraid they were going to ask. Why isn't he moving? Why is he floating on his back? We did everything we could to spare this sight. But who knew about hypothermia? Or whatever else killed the fish? We didn't do an autopsy. It was devastating. Here we tried so hard. We really thought we were doing a good deed. Okay, we didn't think to ask if it really was what the fish needed, but we were sure it was. And though we couldn't bring back the fish, we were left wondering whether there was any way we could still get credit for our good intentions. Now, it's commonly taught that when you want to be there for your spouse, or for anyone else for that matter, first find out how they need you to be there for them. And there's a benefit to expressing and responding to specific needs in marriage in terms of the growth that can happen within it. And we'll get into that in a future episode. But having said that, is there ever credit for good intentions? What happens when you offer love in your own way, when you stretch to show you care about the other, yet you don't do it in exactly the way your spouse needs it? Not purposefully, not in a self-centered way. You just innocently miss the mark. Could be because of your limitations. Is there any credit for good intentions? And if so, how much? Now, for some people, not getting their needs met is almost as fatalistic as when you drop a goldfish into a pond. It generates no love, lots of frustration, and kills a relationship. But let's think about it. Is the key to a connectful marriage dependent on getting specific needs met? And choose any of the love languages that are out there. Is that what determines love, or is it the love and care and the effort that stands behind it? Now, if we're so fixated on specific needs, we can easily miss the outpouring of love that went into the effort that might have missed your mark. And what a pity to lose that, and how hurtful it is to the ones who tried to be there for us. I mean, take it from our family. We know what it's like to try so hard to be good, only to end up killing our fish. And so, always keep in mind that love, at its core, is about having somebody care about you and doing their best, with all of their human imperfections, to be there for you. While good intentions may not have meant much to Fred, it is what paves much of the road to couples heaven. <laughs>